Happy Monday. It's the Fan Morning Show. Sportsnet 590, the Fan, Ailish and Brett Gunning. Gunner's in the seat. Our grinder's back. How's it going, Gunning? Doing well. I was I was not only welcomed, but encouraged to talk before the start of the we show today. so much, honestly. Yeah, honestly. We had a real firecracker of a discussion. <laughs> the history of Australia. Yeah. Uh, European national anthems. Mm-hmm. We got into really a lot of places I didn't expect us to. Thrilled to be back. You know, I love my mornings. And this has been so long since I've got I to know. share the mornings with it you. Has been. So thrilled to be back and always happy to say hello to the texters oh, and yeah. the grinders on the text line. They're excited, I'm sure, to hear you. Um, we- one, one guy, not. Ah. Decidedly not. He's uh, not happy. He'll, he Maybe will, it's like he'll his let it bit. be known. Maybe. He's just like, oh, I guess new, I got to send another text. <laughs> uh, Gunner and I today and tomorrow. And then, uh, so Justin's off this week. I am off from Wednesday onwards for getting our vacations in. So, which, which I should just like, I, I don't know, warn, threaten, promise, however you out there feel <laughs> about it. And just maybe he'll have a cold shiver run up his spine as I say this. That means Sam McKee will be back with me uh, Wednesday through Friday. He's already mentally preparing, I think. No, I, I guarantee you the exact opposite. Thinking He's about it as little as out. humanly possible. Like, la, 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 do not have to do it. It'll be a fun week. Um, right now, if you're up and listening, Canada just kicked off their final game here of the group stage, a massive game against Australia, host nation. Obviously, uh, there's a lot riding on today's win after Nigeria and Ireland um, are playing at the exact same time, which I, I like. They, that's the rule, you know. That's uh, good. No cheating because you know what the other team has done. But um, both teams have a lot to play for today. Australia needs to win. After after a loss that kind of surprised everybody, they're obviously the host nation. New Zealand's already out, the other host nation, so they can't have two. Um, they basically have everything to play for. Canada, if they win straight up, they'll may reach the round of 16. So a win gets you through, a draw gets you through, a loss is sketchy. They uh, If they do lose today and Nigeria is on the other side, um, they could reach the round of 16 if Nigeria loses. But there's a bunch of tiebreakers and stuff. So basically just win or drop, and you're good. And we don't have to worry about all the scenarios of how many goals, how many this, et cetera. So Canada got to win. Right now they kicked off a 6 a.m. start. Yeah, I liked our man Daniele's tact of this. You were like, you know, trying to be professional and saying, hey, can I, you know, inform people what's going on in the Nigeria? Daniele said, no, you can't. Canada just needs to go take care of their business. That's a coach. I'm with Daniele. Yeah. Go win, ladies. Let's go. But if they don't, we'll let you know the okay. situation moving forward. But yeah, Canada uh, looks St- Christine Sinclair back in the starting lineup. Australia My has. My bestie. Your bestie. Showed yes. you a just great picture BFFs. of the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. BFF, Christine Sinclair back in the starting lineup. Um, and then Sam Kerr, who is Australia's superstar, hasn't played a game yet in this tournament. She is back in the lineup. Um, so they're both going uh, all, all in today. So we'll keep you updated. That one has just started. And to wrap up our show, uh, we'll have Haley McGoldrick on. She's our Sportsnet writer um, at 8.30. So the game will have concluded, hopefully, by that point. Um, and then we'll know. I think uh, that's like the best thing about soccer. I think yeah. that's the whole selling point. They is better that it will be have. done. Yeah. They better be done. So 8.30, we'll have Haley McGoldrick on. Uh, we'll have Ben Ennis at 7. Nick Taylor, our Canadian hero, at 7.30. We're talk about our guy. Yeah, that's our guy. And then Tim Kirk-Jim will join us at 8 o'clock. Obviously, tomorrow is the MLB trade deadline. The Blue Jays already made quite a splash yesterday um, after their weekend against the Angels, acquiring um, Jordan Hicks. And I think this one kind of... 
made a lot of ripple effect on Twitter. Jays fans are very fired up to add what is arguably the best relief arm available on the market. The guy throws over 100 regularly, Mm -hmm. even touching 104. Um, An absolute monster. Um, Trade deadline just under 36 hours away. We'll have lots of coverage, of course, all over the station the next day and a half. And I don't think the Blue Jays are done, but they certainly made a big splash um, after losing Jordan Romano to the IL. Orioles are here in town for four massive games starting tonight. I'm going to go to tonight's game. Ooh. Yeah. I thought I'd, you know, I'd like to go down there and check this team out. Because <laughs> I love the Orioles from afar, and now i got to just pretend I hate them. But it'll be a really good series in Jordan. I don't think you'll be pretending. I think that yeah. I think it's really safe to say in this four-game set, the <laughs> Orioles will do plenty of They'll things. They'll do pretty good. I'm not even saying they're going to demolish the Blue Jays or anything. It's just that is a really young, really talented. They're fun and to watch. Really cocky uh, baseball team, and they're going to irk you over did the you next see four days. Their start against the Yankees last night. I did seven runs in the first inning. Enjoyed it. The Yankees are frauds. We'll have to ask Tim at eight, like what direction they go. They're I'm actually pretty interested because they have fallen off, but they're such a proud team. Like, mm-hmm. are they going to be sellers or they're just going to try to convince themselves that there's hope still? Yeah, um, I've wondered. I've wondered a similar thing about the Red Sox. You know, I know mm-hmm. the Jays made their made their big move yesterday in getting Hicks. You know, there's been a lot of talk about a bat. Like a guy I've wondered about is Adam Duvall. He's on an expiring mm-hmm. contract for the Red Sox. We know they moved a player like Kike Hernandez. Now the problem is, is that uh, this will shock you. They want controllable assets, and we know yeah. how this team feels about those. So uh, just something to watch there. But yeah, I mean, obviously the big piece of news was the Hicks trade. I think the biggest question I kind of have about the Hicks trade, and you know, this is the unknowable. We'll uh, we'll ask mm-hmm. Ben, we'll ask Kirchin is, was this something that was always in the cards and you were mm. just kind of playing the trade market or should we read into this about what it means for, for sure. Romano? Because if this is a move to supplement a guy who you think is going to be healthy, that's great. Now, I want to be clear, if Romano's on the shelf and they go out and get this guy, I like them being aggressive yeah. in that way. But obviously you look at it very differently. This is a move I've been asking this team to make for mm-hmm. three deadlines in a row now. Go out and get me the freak of nature who throws 100 plus. If it moves, that'd be nice too. <laughs> Nate Pearson can do that for you, but Nate Pearson for the time being i know he came back but we've seen you know he's on the up down express he had time in buffalo there so i think you just need to be a little not that you can't count on him but a little less certain about banking on him and this is what elite pens have at the back end now he's a little wild so if he has to be the closer closer because this romano thing is more than just a little bit of a, a blip for him that could be a touch concerning but in terms of pure stuff this is Honestly, I, I'd be hard-pressed to go back and find a Jays mm-hmm. reliever you can think of with, with this kind of stuff. And that's no knock on Romano. Romano, a better pitcher, whatever you kind of deem that to be. But in terms of just the stuff, it has been forever since I can think of a Jays arm. And honestly, Ben is the perfect guy to ask about uh, when he comes on at 7. Yeah, he's uh, thrown the most 100-mile-per-hour pitches uh, significantly in the league since 2018. Uh to- I don't know. Blue Jays have only had 108 pitches since 2008, over 100. This guy's thrown 1,500. Yeah. <laughs> like, this guy's going to absolutely change the way that this bullpen looks. And I think the point about Nate Pearson is interesting, too. And I know Blair uh, from Blair and Barker, of course, has been bringing this up quite regularly on the show. And now it's starting to maybe we're reading the tea leaves. Is is this is Nate Pearson now a really good trade chip for the Blue mm-hmm. Jays? Is he someone that you can throw in? Because if you look at this bullpen now, if – Romano's healthy. If Chad Green comes back and is healthy, you got Hicks, you have Swanson, Romano, 
Mesa, Richards, Carrera, who's been really impressive. Yep. There's there's a bit that's getting crowded, right? Mm-hmm. If those guys are healthy. So it'll be interesting to see what Jordan Romano's status is because if this is a reactionary move, it's great that they got out because it sounds like the Rays, the Astros, and the Rangers were really in on him. So mm-hmm. it's a great feeling for Jays fans to know that they wanted someone. They got out there and they got it quicker than some people that they might have to play down the road, some rivals. Um, but if it is, you know, Jordan Romano is going to be 15-day IL and he comes back, then, man, this is one of the best bullpens that we're going to see. And that's a huge point of confidence because the Blue Jays have gotten to this point where they're in a playoff spot because of pitching. So you feel pretty confident about that, especially if they're adding to an already rich system. Yeah, I mean, you look at Cabrera, that's a nice piece to mm-hmm. have. Pearson as a trade ship is really interesting to me. I still think that if he's healthy, he is going to help this team more than whatever the quote-unquote chip he gets used mm-hmm. in because I just think that, you know, look at what Pearson is and let's not let's not overstate or let's not understate what he is to this team, but also let's think about it the other way. If you were... If the Jays were buying Nate Pearson, what would the what would the scouting report be on him? It's like, well, he was a former mm-hmm. top prospect. He's really had some he's had some moments. Like we forget about this. He had a you know a three up three down strike him out mm-hmm. inning in the playoffs. Like that's what this guy has done. But he's also a guy who is six days removed Ooh. from a uh, from a demotion to mm-hmm. uh, to Buffalo. And uh, now the reason you heard Alish oof there, <laughs> you go ahead. We got it. We got it. Australia play the cards. just scored. But I saw the flag go up, so I don't know that it counts. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, might noted, be offside. Noted Danielle soccer says. expert here. I think it that is offside. That means something happened. <laughs> I think it is offside. Yeah, so uh, offside. we're good. You can all uh, exhale. <laughs> Canada and Australia seemingly uh, still scoreless. We'll let you know if that changes at the uh, Women's World Cup being played in Australia. So home game uh, against Canada. Tough there. In terms of the, the Pearson thing, I think there'd be a lot of people frustrated if he ends up getting traded. Now, now look, if he gets traded for a bat and the bat has some Steve Pierce-like mm. moment <laughs> where they go on in their world, oh it's, my God. it's not going to matter, right? Yeah. You could trade him for, you'll never think about Nate Pearson again. But if you trade him for a guy who is supposed to spell Varsho occasionally and he's your seventh hitter, I think a lot of people are going to look at that as a misuse of a guy who could still help this team both this year and in other ways. So I, I'm curious about him as the asset. I just would have felt obviously different doing this before you had the demotion and before you had some things, uh, some things go uh, not, not his way. Uh, apparently we jinxed them and nine apparently seconds later Australia scored. That doesn't make sense. It looked like it was offside to me and get a ruler a protractor out, but the there line is the line. So Interesting. Looks, looks like Canada in Tough trouble start, at the folks. Women's World Cup. Tough start. Uh, they've been criticized for not having the best starting lineups here. That's three games in a row where they looked slow to start. So, uh-oh, we'll keep you updated. Um, with these moves, so the, let's talk about the entire trade. Um, so Blue Jays trade in to get Jordan Hicks. Uh, two prospects. One, their number seventh ranked prospect, Sam Roberts, who, uh, you know, double-A guy, um, seventh in their rankings, and then Kloffenstein. <laughs> that name just hot handle. It's hot handle. He wasn't in their top thirty prospect rankings, but you know he's a guy that I, I'm reading the Twitter mm-hmm. people here. I'm not an expert on prospects. Mm-hmm. I think I can <laughs> admit that. Um, had a lot of upside down the road, but still, I'd rather have Jordan Hicks right now than people in my hand. If you're in a win now mood like this to me signals the blue jays are going to make some splash like it, this guy is a rental that's something specific as well that i don't think the blue jays always do is go in for a full rental piece uh he's in or going to be a ufa at the end of this year uh season 
but I'm very happy with the with the return. I'm happy with what the price was for the Blue Jays, and I think it signals that if you're getting ahead of the game and you're looking to add and maybe you still have like you still have your top 10 prospect rankings which we know isn't really deep compared to mm-hmm. other systems i think that's a pretty good win and mitch white's gone and mitch white's gone the other part of that trade as well is that both those guys this is more of an off-season problem both of those prospects they would have needed to have been added to the 40 man yeah. to avoid rule five uh, eligibility this off-season so that's not to say the jays had to move on with them there's entirely possible there are guys in the 40 man now that they would mm-hmm. have cleared off to make room for those guys but it does make it a little easier to part with those pieces Kloffenstein specifically he's a guy who you know you've kind of heard talked about in the system i remember his year in vancouver there mm-hmm. seemed to be a lot of talk over there he's a big starter he when you see him he has the big frame and you go okay i can see how every team in the world would talk themselves into this and i want to be clear this isn't me knocking him as a prospect Mm -hmm. i'm just saying that you know sometimes when you have the uh the rugnet odor looking prospect maybe he could slide under the radar a little bit a guy like kloffenstein is just as good as Mm -hmm. we all think there's not a lot there's not a lot of uh of uh smoke and mirrors going on there and then the other part of it as well is like i said yeah the rule five thing so it gets ahead of their work uh, a little bit for this offseason Again, I cannot overstate how much I like this move. It will change a little bit how much I... Well, I shouldn't say it'll change how much I like it. It'll change what it does for this pen, obviously, depending on what Romano is. Uh, but I think that you, even if Romano is is hurt, this gives you a guy you can trust in your closer spot. And if Romano's not, it just gives you another weapon back there and some help, which is what he needs because you just see how tax the pen is. Garcia got yeah, ran yeah. out there for the third day in a row yesterday. So they just, they needed some other arms and not just some slop tossers. They needed arms yeah. that they could really use in leverage spots. Yeah, I hope he's in the lineup tonight. I'm looking forward to see him. This is a big spot. Um, <clears throat> four games versus the Orioles. Obviously, we know that they have uh, certainly surprised many this season. Blue Jays chasing. If they can get, I don't know, three or four against the Orioles, this makes things really, really interesting still. I mean, it's still a race. Um, it's not. Uh, it's it's not an easy one. We'll say that. But this will be a big series. Hunjin Ryu is expected to pitch in this series as well. He's been someone that we've talked about over the last week about, oh, I wish he was getting in the lineup before. Mm-hmm. Now we know that they're going to have to like make a roster spot yep. for him, so there's going to be a move regardless um, when he has to come back up. But Mitch uh, Mitch White gone. I think a lot of people are uh, happy about the, that this morning. And uh, Hunjin Ryu on the return. Uh, we'll see him quite soon. Chris Bassett pitches tonight. Uh, to start this series, and we're 36 hours away from the trade deadline. Um, I think it's natural to speculate that the Blue Jays should do more. I think it's a great text line question for our listeners. If you're up 590-590, what do you need next from the Blue Jays? If this isn't it, which I think we can... Right, let's just pretend it isn't. Um, what do you need to add? Like, what's at the top of your wish list? Is there a name? Is there just a position? Is there something that you want to see if this team is deciding to to really go in, all in? We have seen a lot of teams this weekend, like the Angels, like the Rangers, mm-hmm. um, start to decide early that this is their window. And the Angel stuff is interesting. We'll get into all that because they kept Shohei and they decided that this was going to be bye, bye, bye time. Um as in purchase. Ain't not, no lie. Bye bye. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so Blue Jays weekend, they had a chance to sweep, uh, as you mentioned, at the end of last night's game and in extra innings to kind of lose that one. Um, which it was yucky. That was a yucky end. But this weekend was amazing. Sellout crowds. It was like playoff baseball. I don't know if you how if you don't get to get down there too much, the kiddo, but 
it looked like a hell of an opportunity. I, I could blame the kid all I want. Yeah. I'm just lazy. <laughs> I uh, I have gone to a Blue Jays game. This is uh, I think I'm going to keep this. I was going to amend it. I changed my mind. I'm going to keep this. Uh, the lone Blue Jays game I've gone to this year mm. has been in the Joe Carter suite prior to the charity event. Oh my so God. I don't know that I have it in me to go mix. Yeah, with don't the, come with the peasants. I can't, you know, like, and it's like our our peasants could, in the hundred level yeah. uh, great seats that we uh, we can get. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I uh, I have not been, but I'd love to blame the kid. It's not because of that. I was jealous. Mm. Now I will say when then Shohei, it's like, ah, eh, he's hurt and he's like not going to. The Shohei thing was hilarious, yeah, right? So I I definitely had some FOMO heading into it a, a little less so afterwards, although he's just one of those guys just kind of being Mm -hmm. in his presence as a present, Well, I know you guys talked about it, too, when you were on the morning show about um, if he's the guy to see right now. Yeah, I think think in all of sports, he's pretty clearly the guy. I think you can, because he's in North America, you could make an argument Mm -hmm. for Lionel Messi. Mm -hmm. I think, like, even even me, who's like, yeah, who cares? (laughs) Watching some five-foot-two Argentinian guy run around. It's going to be crazy when he comes. But... Uh, wherever he makes his stops, right? Wherever he goes, he goes to Columbus. I highly doubt he's going to go there. But if he went to Columbus, it'd be mm-hmm. insane for those people. I really think those are the only two guys you can really make the case for. I'm biased in that I love hockey the most. I'm mm-hmm. also biased in that I get to see it the most, right? Yeah, so I'm really lucky. I've got to see McDavid a ton in person, Crosby. Matthews a ton mm-hmm. every year, all these guys. So they're just not of the international, worldly, yeah. you know, presence. And let's be honest, like, you know, Connor McDavid, the way he carries himself on the ice, amazing. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't quite have that, I don't know, the je ne sais quoi of, of Shohei, if you, yeah. if you will. So <laughs> I really think those are the only two guys. And it's funny because they're at kind of, you know, I know Shohei, we think of him as 22. It's like, eh, he's 30. Yeah, that uh, is crazy. That's the other part of it. But it's like, you know, Messi at the tail end, yeah. kind of, you know, soaking it all in or Shohei. I really think for North America, those are... Those are the guys right now. So Shohei doesn't pitch in Friday's night, Friday night's game, which we had teed up all week. And then with the rain out, the doubleheader on Thursday against the Tigers, he doesn't pitch, but comes in Friday night, the very first pitch at bat home home run. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, welcome to the Shohei show all weekend long. Uh, Blue Jays still managed two out of three. Um, Some guys are just magic. There is like is just magic. a certain it thing to is. that. Yeah. I hope people were on time yep. to the game and saw that. Uh, if you got to go down to the Rogers Center this weekend, I'm sure the experience was incredible. This series against Orioles is going to be the same way. Um, it's going to feel like playoff baseball. Uh, after that first pitch against Shohei, Chapman showing some fire towards mm-hmm. John Schneider. Uh, if you're, He's not happy. If you're a good lip reader or even if you're a bad lip reader, I think you... John Boy has us covered. I think you figure that one out. Um, why did we pitch to this guy? He's the only one that can hit on the team. That's... The PG 13, 6 a.m. A couple other words in there. There was a few that I mixed there. Um, But if you look it up, that's it. But I like that because Chapman's guy that we talk a lot about as a leader on this Mm -hmm. team. And it's hard to, I think baseball might be one of the hardest sports to see leaders because they're all just, it's like individual at bat, right? It's the most individual sport. You're individually standing there and catching the ball. And you're individually on the mound mm-hmm. and you, we kind of think, okay, this guy's a leader in the clubhouse. We, we, mm-hmm. Can you tell? But for Chapman, I mean, probably he, be, he might regret that being viral online, but it, in a sense, it's like, no, we want to win games. Like we shouldn't be pitching to the world's best athlete in, to ever walk the, the earth. Yep. Um, so I liked that fire. I, I respected it. Um, and then they, they certainly intentionally walked him, I think like three or four, three times um, during, yeah, during Saturday and Sunday. So, I mean, it's not rocket science that this guy can hit the ball really hard, but I liked seeing Chapman show a little fire, and there's been questionable decisions by John Schneider. I think everybody can pick 
some of those out. Um, but good for him for saying like, no, no, I'm a leader on this team and we don't want, we're not accepting just mailing it in early. Don't disagree with any of that, but I'd be, uh, I'd be lying to you if my thoughts on that didn't immediate, not immediately, but pretty quickly go to, hmm, I'd, I'd like to see John Schneider talk to somebody oh, like I that. Agree that too. And I want to be clear, not Matt Chapman. I think <laughs> Matt Chapman is the guy who least needs you yeah. to get in his face, like you said, mm-hmm. leader of men. We were we were going on last week about like what a compliment if you're yeah. been told you're leader a leader of, of men. men. And we both realize never happening uh, for for either of you're us. You're a leader of men when you're on the show with yes. with uh, well, uh, Sam McKee. It's right? a herder of cats, yeah, is what it is. It's not really a leader of men. But Matt Chapman is absolutely that. And I'd be lying if I said to you I didn't watch that and go, hmm. Okay, maybe why don't you take, I don't I know, agree. just take 15 steps and pick a guy, quite honestly, mm-hmm. with this team some days. Now, it wasn't the weekend to do it. You played yeah. good baseball. You win two or three. But that is the thing. And then, you know, I know they're tongue-in-cheek, but Schneider has the comments afterwards when asked about him. It's like, well, I finally listened to Chapman. And it's like, okay, maybe now's not the time no, for like, jokes from you. giggly time. Yeah, and again, I love a joke. I love a, <laughs> I love a this situation's tense. I'm going to sneak a joke in here. I might get told to pipe down. I might ease the tension. Mm-hmm. Guess what? I'm telling you to pipe down, okay? You tried it, did not work. Humor, not really the tact we're looking for from you right now. So love it from Chapman. Think that's great. Also, uh, cannot be overstated enough, and I don't, I want to be clear, I'm not saying this is the prevailing theme, but sometimes it's good to have a common enemy. And if the common enemy is going to be John Schneider amongst the team, clearly it worked, clearly it galvanized the fellas. So if Matt Chapman, we also hear the idea sometimes of, a, how many times we heard stories of the, you know, let's say it's Matthews and Marner and Michael Bunting, and it's you're watching tape, and it's Bunting, you got to be better on this. And it's, right. I just watch Matthews do, and they're coaching you through, they're coaching the star through the other player because you're not going to scream at the star. And I wonder how much of that is. You know what? I'm going to go hold the manager accountable mm-hmm. and get in his mm-hmm. face because, let's be honest, I'm probably, as much as Matt Chapman can do what he wants, probably not going to get him Vladdy's face and scream mm-hmm. at him or Bose or, for that matter, George Springer's or anything like that. So I think it is just a another scene or another way to show that he is willing to hold the team accountable. I think it's for sure a lot about John Schneider, a lot about that, but I also think you can kind of make it bigger than that too. Yeah, and maybe I'm pulling at something because sometimes this team, like, it they had some lackluster baseball and I I start to circle someone that's supposed to be a leader like George Springer who has had bad body language and has mm-hmm. looked like he did give too much of a you know yep. what some of the last uh, thirty at bats um, and I would like to see somebody. It's kind of the problem with baseball though, right? Like if you're not pulling your weight, it's pretty hard to say hey. We all got to pull our weight around yeah, here. And hi, look at yourself. Well, part of the nature of the sport is that. You know, you. I am not saying you're just at the mercy of the game and you have to take whatever comes to you, but it is not an assertive sport. If you're a pitcher, you can go yeah. out there and be assertive. As a defender, you can be more aggressive. You can have a touch of a more aggressive mm-hmm. approach at the plate, but generally speaking, you have to take what comes to you. Even as an outfielder, if you're playing right and the ball's hit to left, there's what nothing you, you can do, do about it, okay? <laughs> so I think that's the other part of it that's just such a that just leads to so much frustration is George Springer, yeah, he's brought here to be a leader. Mm-hmm. But what's he going to say when he's in the biggest slump of anybody on the team? What he could do is go out there and perform. Well, he could. Exactly. And he's been hitless in his last seven games. 0 for 27 during that span. Hasn't homered since July 7th. Can I give you a spin zone? Please. Very due for the oh, Orioles Oh, there series. you go. I mean, if I would love it because... Could you I- imagine Schneid just pops... You know what? 
back up top, George. Okay, so lead off bomb to start the series. Maybe that's what he needs, but I was certainly. I, I would not do that, just so we're clear. Yeah, okay, good. Keep Witt up there. I was certainly sounding uh, the alarm and saying it's time to put Witt in leadoff position, and we talked about this, I think it was Friday, before they announced the first uh, lineup change for the weekend where George Springer was Demoted isn't a correct way to put it. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. Demoted down the lineup. You've been a leadoff guy, legitimately one of the best leadoff hitters in baseball. You haven't moved from that position since, like, 2021, Mm -hmm. which is crazy. And, yeah, so I think it is a demotion to be moved down the lineup. And deservingly so. He has literally not had a hit in seven games. So, Whit Merrifield, one of the hottest players in baseball, uh, promoted to the top of the leadoff order. And he deserved it. Didn't record a single strikeout during this weekend in a whole three-game series. So, George Springer, like, maybe it's a little slap in the face. I want to see better body language. I want to see you try to... It's almost like this sounds stupid, but try a little less. Like he, it's like he's trying so is it out of character what he's trying to do because it's obviously weighing on him. Like you are a damn good baseball player and you get paid a lot of money. These things should weigh on you a bit, but they should also kick you in the ass a little bit. That this is a huge series. You need to be a leader, and if that comes from lower in the lineup, like don't pout about it. Yeah, I think the I think the thing you're and I want to be clear. I think the George Springer is going to be fine. I don't think he's going to go hitless for the rest of the year. I don't think this is a guy who is you know turned into dust right before DFA. our eyes. But <laughs> but you know you're watching a guy kind of probably and he would never admit this. I don't know if he's even admitted this to himself, mm-hmm. but not just a crisis of confidence, but wondering what I am when I yeah. signed this deal. I was not only the leadoff hitter, and there was never a question about Big it. Money. I was the center fielder mm-hmm. every day. I was the captain of this team. It's like, okay, and like you expected Vladdy and Bo and those guys to assert themselves, but we just had a conversation about it. It's like, and mm-hmm. this, you know, this is always my favorite dumb conversation in sports. It's like, who's the real captain? Well, I think it's Matt Chapman, actually, you yeah. know? Like, we're just having, and I'm not saying George Springer is sitting there going, oh my God, I'm the second most leadery guy Ooh. in the clubhouse, but. These things all can weigh into how you feel about yourself. Mm-hmm. And it's, okay, what am I? I'm not the center fielder. I'm not the leadoff guy. I am not the sage veteran leader guy on this team who's providing. What am I providing right now? Mm-hmm. And this, again, is not to say he's never going to provide these things again. But right now, he's just looking around searching for something. And, you know, he hasn't even had the chance to make stellar defensive plays lately because them's the breaks in baseball. And you need a little luck in that regard to be able to make those mm-hmm. plays. So I just think it's a total, I won't say crisis of confidence, but that's what I think it is. It's just a guy who's spiraling. And I'm not going to say he's had other. They're over for 30 runs in his career. He's probably have ones close to it, and he's going to find a way to come out of it. Yeah, most certainly. And this is a great time to do it, as you mentioned. Uh, Baltimore atop. Uh, they're five and a half games ahead of the Blue Jays right now. Uh, Blue Jays sitting behind Tampa Bay one and a half games back. Like That has been a fall from grace, so it's time to capitalize. If you can get a couple here against Baltimore, it is like double points. Um, so Big series ahead. We'll tee that up later in the show. Uh, as I said, we got Tim Kirkjian on later, and um, we will fully chat about what the Blue Jays' needs and wants are. But for us, 36 hours from the trade deadline, Blue Jays make a pretty big splash to start things off. I think to me that signals it's time to, to add, add, add. Um, we could do our own needs, wants, and mm-hmm. luxuries. So you got a wish list. You've been writing it. You've been thinking what the Blue Jays need, and it might have changed many times 
over the last month. And for me, it had it was like times where like we need starting pitching or else this team's never getting anywhere. And mm-hmm. then things look good. And then we need a bat. And then maybe things were offensively powerful. And then you need a bullpen. And you got one last night. So for me, a need and a want and a luxury. Um, I could see if I would be happy if one of these was provided to us. Right. For me, if I started off need. At this point, after adding Jordan Hicks, for me, you need a bat. You need a veteran bat um, who's proven, who can just be consistent. This has been a struggle for this Blue Jays team for a while to get consistent offense. You're losing games with one run. You're not getting um, contributions from the big guys at times. Ella, George Springer, hey, but you got Whit Merrifield being an unsung hero. You got Kiermaier doing things at the bottom of the lineup. Somebody that can do that in the middle of the lineup consistently for me would be would be great gets contact uh has been there before would mm-hmm. be great to me i know that's something that ross atkins had kind of mentioned uh when he spoke about two or three weeks ago i think he used the word like uh experienced or mm. um an experienced bat which i don't think means has to be old has to be nope. just experienced um i think that that would be really important for this blue jays team you got a little bit of time to figure that out I will say that uh, there was a tweet from our buddy Ben Nicholson-Smith yesterday that made me a bit nervous where mm. he said, with the Angels and the Cubs deciding to go for it, which was uh, something that surprised some people as well, high-end trade candidates, Otani and Bellinger are off the market, yeah. and there's not a ton out there for teams seeking to upgrade their lineups. Quote, no bats at all, one exec said. So I'm getting a little bit worried about that, but that would still be my need if i was to pick one so i think that is still the need i think you can kind of look at it two ways you can say okay great there's no bats of note out there i mean like randall gritchick remember him Mm -hmm. he got moved last night okay because that's the quality of bat that's available out there a lot of other people have thrown out the name tommy fam Mm -hmm. is a guy this is a 35 year old who's going to be a platoon guy i think that you if you look at it as hey the quality of asset that's out there is way less we can spend less to get it, then I think you probably are happy about that. But if it ends up getting into a situation where, you know, at this time tomorrow or at 3 o'clock tomorrow, there's a massive bidding war for Tommy Pham, maybe you sit that one out. (laughs) Maybe you do. So that's kind of the way I I look at it. I think that if prices are diminished some because of it, but if if you're paying a typical deadline premium for a guy like that, I don't know how much you need to push in. And I understand the idea of our show is frustrating and everything we've seen out of Springer. But I think that, honestly, despite what we've seen out of our show, I don't know that some of these names that are going to be out there, and again, given the premium you may have to pay for them, make that much sense. So I'm with you that that is the biggest need Mm -hmm. still out there. If they hadn't made Hicks, I'm still hammering the need for a bullpen arm. But they did. Uh, so that that's kind of how I look at that. Definitely be calling, definitely be kicking tires. Yeah. But if you can't get a difference maker, I don't know how much that changes things. Like, do you feel better about your 25th man not being Kevin Biggio? Maybe you do. Probably you do. But yeah. I really don't know how much that changes the World Series fortunes of this team. And you know what? If you if you, if you have the good perspective that George Springer turns around a bit, Bo has been consistent. Whit Merrifield's been consistent. Vladdy, you know what he can do. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brandon Bell, like there are there are good. Like this roster is good. Is it great yet offensively? No, but there are there are things you can do. But you're right. Like it's not a laundry list of names that you're like foaming at the mouth for. Uh, but that's my need well, right well, now. And the other the other thing about that too is again, like try to. I do this, you know, I know, shocker, and bring everything back to the Leafs, right? Mm. But when we do the deadline conversation, if Justin Hall was a Red Wing, 
it would be like, you got to get this guy. He's a minute eater. He could play now. If Brendan Belt was on another team, people, Kirk Jim would come on at 8.05 and say, look, (laughs) he's having not the year you'd like. He has had some struggles. Mm -hmm. He doesn't quite have the pop he used to, but with this profile of X, Y, and Z. So I am not sitting here and saying, hey, isn't it great that they have Varsho and Belt to save the day? Mm -hmm. 1,000% decidedly not saying that but i think that if these were on other team x or you were looking at these as a possible trade deadline ad that's the way Mm -hmm. you'd be selling yourself and that's the way you'd be talking into it so if you don't want to do that and you'd say you know what i'd rather just start fresh and let me yell at tommy fam when i'm annoyed with him in a month have at it and if it doesn't cost you much prospect wise have at it but i think that when you look at it as an actual upgrade just given all of the the possibilities on this team not likely not probable the possibilities Mm -hmm. that's why i think you got to be careful and again i can see the market going one or two ways because of the dearth of bats out there okay my want is still more bullpen arms because always you can never have enough you look at jordan romano who was a picture of health and consistency one thing can go we just both have injured backs you and i we're carrying this show with injured backs right now and jordan romano got in on the action he's like these guys got injured backs i want one too (laughs) uh he goes in the il and hopefully it is just a 15 day stint and then you have him and jordan hicks and um chad green coming but it is easy to have an injury down the stretch and as although i said that there might be a weakest link and that might be nate pearson really at this point you can never have enough power back there and never enough um, on a long stretch towards the playoffs. So my need, offense, batting, but a want would still be to continue to bolster that bullpen. I think if you're going to get greedy, if I'm looking at an arm, and this is a very hard type of guy to get because last time they tried to get it, it ended up being Mitch White. Now, the time <laughs> before that, it ended up being Ross Stripling. So it's very good. Oh, I miss in Ross a, Stripling. In a perfect world... You would love to get it for once. Mm -hmm. I am actually for once not going to go to the pen. I'm going to look at a guy who can be a true swing guy Mm. and it is not seen as disrespect or it's not, or even that it's not even going to screw him up if he just doesn't get a start and Mm -hmm. instead he's working for three innings every four days or whatever it is. That guy is so important in the playoffs. And when you look at all the back end starters, the Jays have Hyunjin Ryu tough. Australia scoring again. Tough. Tough. Oh, my God. Two Alec nothing. Manoa could be tough. Sorry, fan morning show. Mm-hmm. You say Kikuchi. <gasps> don't you dare. Could be tough. Take that off. Okay, well. You don't. Erase that from the podcast. Right. We are Kikuchi family. Okay, well, sometimes family needs to tell each other hard truths. I trust in Kikuchi than I do in Hanjin Ryu right okay, now. Okay, you can. There's a reason Thank I worked you. up. I'm just saying <laughs> that when you look at those guys, they are guys you can have confidence in, but... If it is, hey, you all of a sudden need a long guy out of a pen in the playoffs, I do not feel confident putting Manoa. I honestly, Kikuchi's the guy I feel the most confident yeah, out would, of that. He boot. would be good in that But role. if you don't feel good about Manoa, then Kikuchi's starting for you in the playoffs and you don't have him available. Yep. This is why that's the guy I think you need. But because of all of the bodies floating around the rotation, it's hard for them to make room for that guy right now. So that's why it is a uber luxury for me. But if you can get a, and obviously I'm not talking about the version of Ross Stripling that got himself paid last year. I'm talking about the guy who first came and was just a quality-ish arm. I think for pitching, that's what you need is a guy who can give you some length out of the pen. He can get you out of a spot. He can piggyback off of a Manoa if it doesn't go well. I think that would be the like luxury thing I would want for this team is an arm, but uh, more of a swing man than a true reliever. 
my luxury item, which means it's probably not going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's a luxury. It's like when you walk by a fancy store and you're like, that would be really nice to have, but it's not going to happen. I do this too often. Yeah. You're like, mm, wouldn't it be nice to get that club nice. for my yeah. bag, mm-hmm. upgrade yeah. this and get one of those fancy gadgets. Mm-hmm. Can I interest you in like a one Soto as a luxury, <sighs> a power, power hitter, someone just like going to be the best hitter in your lineup? It's a luxury. I get it. But God damn, that would look good. So, you know what? Sometimes you can dream. There was a moment where we dreamed about Shohei Otani. That's right. If you don't have big dreams, what are you doing when you wake up in the morning? Pinball Clemens would agree, right? That's right. Tackle the day, go out there and dream about Juan Soto. I don't care. That's my luxury item. And there's probably a 1% chance. What would one year... Plus our like this year plus next year's our beer if Juan Soto cost you. They're still their top ten in the prospect systems. All of them. Oh yeah, you want a bunch the of guys. Tiedemann you and Lopez. Yeah, I mean, uh, as I put it, luxury probably a little bit less realistic than uh, most. But Varsho. Yeah, I mean, he'd, package he'd 100% him up. Be in that package. You could package him up. Uh, those are our trade deadline wants, needs, and luxuries. Uh, we do have some texts in. Um, Connor and Keswick, not a lot available for bats seemingly, but I'd happily take Teo or McCutcheon. That's Connor and Keswick. Teo would be yeah nice. I just want. I just think there'd be that would just be such an obvious tail tucking by Seattle. Yeah, not to say they wouldn't trade him, but it's just like you're paying a premium to get him back here because well, I it's saw embarrassing. numbers that he isn't really like. I gotta find them. I want to make sure I get them accurate. But his last whatever. Hasn't been great. No, he hasn't been, but this is still a guy who has a ton oh, yeah. of pop and you would easily slot him back you in. You know, he'd fit well. Well, in the we've sit well, well, we, he'd fit well, but was that not part of the issue, right? True. Of, uh, you know, a little, little lax. Mm. So, yeah, I don't, Maybe I, they uh, cut him for a reason. No, no way. I'm sitting here saying, oh, no chance you want T. Oscar back or anything like that. You'd welcome him back with open arms. I just think that Seattle is a thousand percent making you pay a premium because there will be another suitor out there. And if it's at all close, you do not immediately turn tail and trade him back to the team you just traded him. Yep. Yeah. Chad from Peterborough says, Tommy Pham is our guy, right handed power bat that can platoon with Varsho and left and DH. I mean, he's probably the top option yep. right now. We've seen his name out there a lot. Uh, I talked to Tim about that at 8 And just, just so we're clear, Chad, from Peterborough, Tommy Pham is your guy. Don't, like, I love the interaction. I love to be included with everybody. But don't, don't be lumping me in with that, okay? He's your guy. They just called back Australia's goal. So things are changing. The, okay. the vibes are increasing. I got to be honest. I'm, I'm doing a little scroll on uh, Twitter slash happy, X eh? and... Uh, it just seems like a lot of resignment to the loss that's coming. And yeah. I'm not going to pretend to uh, be an expert way on that. Better than two nothing. They're not, the people are not happy. Uh, it's looking like a tough start. Also, I can't get on with X. Like, it's still going to be Twitter for me. I'm never going to change that. It's never not funny to me every time I log on and I see the I little keep X. Tr- in the I keep corner. struggling to find the app on my phone. Like, oh. I go to open Twitter this morning and I'm like, did it go away? But, uh, and but then it's, it's this X. stupid little X on my app. And I, could, I took like did I? two Maybe seconds. Maybe I didn't update my app. Oh, I think it updated I still automatically the... for me last night. Did... Oh, no. And it's look just at, some look sexy little X. Oh, you still have still it. Got ye old Take bird. a screenshot of that for memories. Still got ye old, ye bird, old bird on my phone. The old bird. Yeah. Um, more text here. Can Cabin, Biggio, and Brandon Belt be packaged in a deal for a good bat that has some versatility in the field as well? Okay, let's, let's, let's workshop this. Let's workshop this okay you be literally any sentient being hello hey i got these two things that aren't really doing much for Mm. me can i have something good for them 
I'm going to go with no, okay. sir. Okay, all right. Thank you for bringing that opportunity that to the table. Perfectly, you're very good. There's agent on the line. I am. I yeah. I could be a ne- key negotiator. Uh, but yeah, send your text in five ninety five ninety. Is there something you want, need, luxury? Uh, have plus, you been dreaming? Plus, then John Schneider would be crying after the trade call, can't so you that. couldn't have that. Yeah, we can't have that. Um, okay, so there have been some big moves in the MLB. Uh, we can round up here. Uh, Texas Rangers going all in, getting Max Scherzer from the Mets. The Mets are so disappointing. Like, I don't... Oh, my God, they scored again. Speak, speaking of disappointing... What is going... Every time I look up at this TV, Australia scored. They put I'm the gonna, ball in know, it three I'm, times already. I'm going to give a take that I don't know if it's fair, but I'm going to gonna let these ladies off the hook. I just feel like there's been too many shenanigans going on with Canada right. soccer. It's How been could we expect any different? Good for them for getting there. Okay, let's not go too far. <laughs> okay. Trying to trying to make it a little easier, not trying to let them off completely. That's true. Uh, but honestly, uh, have been disappointing a lot. as yes. hell this season. God, yeah. To talk to somebody who, for fun, threw a threw ten bucks on no, him as a future at the beginning bucks, of the season, eh? yeah, setting it on fire. Ooh, so yeah, three time Cy Young winner uh, waived his no trade clause to to complete the deal here. Um, he'll opt out in the final year of his contract. Uh, so. This guy is going to help this Texas Rangers team, which already looks pretty damn good, uh, leading the AL West already. They're going to look to return to the playoffs since 2016 for the first time. Uh, they give up their 11th-ranked prospect, so that you know it wasn't cheap, but it wasn't also the highest-touted prospect that they had. But there's been some big moves. Texas also getting Jordan Montgomery, who's a really good left-handed pitcher. We know that. We've seen him. Um Lance Lynn and Joe Kelly going to the Dodgers. Dodgers looking like they're adding. And then, of course, the Angels. They decide to keep Shohei, and within 24 hours, they add two pitchers, two position players. But they they give up their second, third, eighth, and 28th-ranked prospects. All of this looks really good if you have some, if you do something in the playoffs. But all of this looks almost unforgivable if you don't do anything or make the playoffs and Shohei walks, and you've given up this whole bag of stuff. So I, I've come around on this. I'd done a complete, eh, I'm trying to remember where I started, if it was a 180 or a 360. Regardless, Three, I'm in a different... 360 mean you come all Yeah, I'm trying to remember what my initial oh, position okay. on the matter was. I do understand how rotations work. <laughs> do you understand a circle? A big, no, I was a big <laughs> X Games guy as a kid. So any variation of 180, I got, it's like, oh, that was a 720. I know what that, okay. Anyways, no one needs to hear that. In terms of where I'm at with Otani and the Angels, well, at first when the report came out, okay, now I remember where I started. Mm. <laughs> that they're not going to trade him. I said, ah, idiots. What's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. You could set your franchise up for a generation. Then I realized what that actually means mm. is in the best version of this trade, you probably get one guy who is an all-star for your team yep. for a handful of seasons, a good starting pitcher. And if you're really lucky, another nice roster piece when yeah. it's all set. Or a good done. prospect. Right. Sure. But like, the goal of that would be to turn it yes. into a nice roster Definitely. piece. Like that is the best version of that trade. Then the report came out of, you know what? They'll trade them, but not to the Dodgers. And I was like, mm, I love that the most because <laughs> you're going to get a great haul from whoever it is. You don't have to trade mm-hmm. with the Dodgers. And then they changed their mind and said, you know what? We're actually going to make it appealing to be an LA angel. Mm-hmm. And I've gone, I've, I've, I'm completely on board with this, regardless of whether they make the playoffs. And to a certain extent, now if it comes out reporting wise that uh, he was always going to leave LA and there was no chance they had stuff. a chance to sign him, then this is all a ridiculous tack to take. But we didn't hear any of that, which is good. Like I, I think it's been pretty quiet on like what Shohei wants, but, other than to win and exactly. stay on the West Coast. <laughs> so that's why I think, and again, he's a black box. We don't know. We're going through this all with Austin Matthews right now, and mm-hmm. we actually know like a smidge about him. We know nothing about Shohei. 
And I think that the fact that this team is pushing in, you're only going to get this guy once. You're only going to get Mike Trout once. Mm -hmm. You could, both those guys could say, get me out of here. I'm gone. You could nail the trade halls for them and still be stuck in nothingness forever. Mm -hmm. So I think that this gives you whatever the number is, even if it's something as minuscule as a 30% chance to sign him. You have to take it. And I know we all sit there and think of it as this haul that they got and what they could do. Those deals never work out. Go ask the Nationals in five years what that Soto trade is going to look like. And guess what? They're going to have one or two pieces. They could say, that was great. He was going to leave anyways. But you know what? They're not. They're not Juan Soto. And they're definitely not going to be Shohei Otani. So I've I've gone completely the other direction on this. Not only am I okay with it. I commend the Angels, a baseball team trying to win in the year 2023. I know there's only like seven that are allowed (laughs) to do it in any given year, and they've decided to be one of them. So good job, Angels. I agree. It's going to be fun to watch, and that's all you want in baseball are compelling storylines. Like the Orioles have been... Uh, Tampa Bay falling apart has been a compelling storyline. Mm-hmm. The Yankees not looking at all like a, a real franchise. And the Angels going all in. I said this on the radio with Justin on Friday when they decided to keep Shohei. I believe they made that announcement Thursday or Wednesday, whatever yep. day it was. And I said, let's go. Maybe they'll make something of this. Like, wouldn't it be fun if they actually bet on themselves and find a way to make something of it? So I like it. Um, I respect what would Fred Van Vliet do? He would bet on himself. He'd go get he that would, bag. King. Actually, he would be like, can we can we do the Red Sox trade for Shohei Otani? Can I just have a hundred million dollars? He would probably go elsewhere, but that's fine. No, Fred, I'm saying if Fred Van Vliet was the Angels GM, he would oh. turn it into soccer. He'd yeah. be like, can I sell him for $300 million? Like, bet on yourself, get that bag. Yeah. <laughs> So AL East looking a little quiet in terms of massive moves. Blue Jays jumping ahead, so we like it. We uh, we like the aggressiveness. We'll chat more about that with Ben Ennis, who, of course, will go through how this bullpen looks, what they might need as well, his want list, his needs, um, luxury items. We'll have Nick Taylor, who just won everybody's heart um, at the Canadian Open a couple weeks back. Uh, he'll join us at 745. Tim Kirkjian. ESPN analysts will help us go through what's happened and what's going to happen. And then Haley McGoldrick, who will join us to wrap up the show, sportsnet.ca writer for the Women's World Cup right now, where we're watching Australia up 2 nil to Canada in the 45th minute. A pretty brutal start. Like the worst start. Yeah, that's pretty bad. They were up. They had a goal called back, uh, so really could be 3 nothing. And it's a tough start for Canada. Um, all that's come on the Fan Morning Show, but we'll do the A-list after the break. Okay, I know a lot of people will have strong thoughts on this one Ooh, about exciting. spoilers. Mm. Because I think as a society, we need to set some boundaries, like, and we all need to agree on them of how you know movies what? And Don't I know it's Monday and we have like a lot of stuff to do. Don't tempt me with rules we need to reinstate well, in society. Might have one here. This week. So I'm not a big um, Avengers or Marvel mm-hmm. or okay. whatever those things are. Person. Sure. Um, I think they're dead. I don't even think they make them anymore. Okay, well, that's news to me. Avengers Endgame, I know, was a big, big one for the Marvel Universe. Uh, This was in 2019. Um, They had like 21 movies. Uh, Anyway, so when this one came out, people were very specific about spoilers. This might have been one of the first times that like Twitter and spoilers became a conversation. Obviously, we know with Succession lately, that was people were like, don't tweet. Anyway, so LaShawn McCoy was on um, a podcast this last week talking about, uh, it was on part of my take, um, talking about 
I don't know how they got on this theme, but talking about how he was a big Marvel guy. But well, he, he famously spoiled it. Yes, so he famously spoiled the the ending of Endgame when he put out a tweet. I think I can probably say it now. I think you're good. It's 2019. R.I.P. My dog Tony Stark. Right, okay. and it was uh, you know at two p.m. Maybe the day after wasn't you know he didn't wait long enough, so people got really upset because <laughs> that's obviously a spoiler. Uh, but he's on part in my take, and he's talking about how he actually lost a massive sponsorship deal because of this. Good. So he, there you go, good. <laughs> so he had um, the ink was almost ready to be signed on this contract with a car company that might also okay, be sure. a sponsor of our show, sure. Don Valley North Lexus. Um, <laughs> They were going to sign this deal, and somebody, maybe from the higher-ups, the execs, sure. said, wait, hold up, Sean McCoy, like, you are not signing him to this deal because Amazing. he spoiled Endgame. And it's a true story. He lost this massive sponsorship deal because he ruined this lifetime goal of people to see this movie. Mm-hmm. And it actually probably cost him millions and millions of dollars. So if you took offense to it back in 2019... He reveals that it did actually affect his hmm. his bankroll. Well, bleep around and uh, find out. I think That's is what it. happened there. That's it. But I do think we need to maybe set like twenty four hours seems a bit. Maybe it's like the next next. Well, I day. also think there's a there's I think there's a massive difference between you know I I uh, it's you know like offices aren't even a thing. But like I remember <laughs> back in the day, coming in water cooler, mm-hmm. big Game of Thrones discussion oh, yeah. or Succession or whatever. And there would be an understanding of like, hey, Monday, maybe everybody yes. didn't like you. Monday can, is a you quick can turnaround. Have, you can have your discussion, but like maybe go have it over there. You yeah. don't need to have it in the middle of the office. And then like Tuesday, Wednesday, it's like you're kind of on your own here. Yeah. I think there's a massive difference between I'm going to be in public and I'm going to discuss this piece of art, which we have both seen, versus... I'm just going because, like, the idea of just tweeting something out and spoiling it. Like, I won't spoil succession. It's like, but it's like, if I write the second the final ended when no, you can't. Bah, 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 or, you know, uh, one of our guys on Leaf Talk, the night it happened mm-hmm. when RIP to blank during mm-hmm. succession. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what? You cannot do that. You can't do that. So, yes, time and place. I, and But I think that, like, the whatever the discussion period is, the idea of like just putting out a tweet that needs way more time. Yeah. I agree, but I don't know. Maybe because feel also now with Twitter or X, X, X the for you give page it to you. too. Like you might have said, like oh. okay, no one on my page like is going to tweet the ending of now, whatever. But for you, it's like oh, this guy gets in your face about R.I.P. Tony Stark. Quickly, I'm going to talk into both sides of my mouth. Though, if you really don't want it, don't go on. Don't go on or. You know, like me, okay? I, I'll be, I've muted some things in my day. I remember, mm. like, Kobe, okay? I yeah. was here. I was working. We did the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then the anniversary of his death popped yep. up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm good. You can mute that I'm word. Good. Yep. So I muted that word. And guess what? Made my ex experience <laughs> so much better, okay? Mm-hmm. So if you really care that much, mute your keywords. So, yep. you know, both sides have some to play here. But obviously, bigger villain, LaShawn McCoy. And I'm happy he got his comeuppance. He got his payback. You like comeuppance? You like that? That's a good You know what? I've never once said word. that word in my life. So You want to mix it in or that's Maybe just for me? Maybe the show. <laughs> That'll be a fun game. Can you I can't just wait fit to that see. one in there okay. sometime? Um, all right. Ben Annis will join us at 7 on the other side of the break. Let's go through what the Blue Jays did yesterday. Getting Jordan Hicks to this bullpen. Guy that throws over 100 regularly. Flamethrower. Joining the Blue Jays. And then what's next? What's on his wish list? Uh, that and more to come on the Fan Morning Show with Gunnar and Ailish. Sports at 590 The Fan.